Because when you're focused on the progress and which is essentially you're focused on where you're not, right? And and that's constantly the thing that you're you're playing with that more and more in your mind of like, oh, I'm not here. I'm not here yet. I'm not here. And then the frustration just builds up and builds up and then it becomes harder to focus on the process, harder to focus on just the, the thing that's right in front of you that you're that you're trying to work on and do. But it's it, it's just it's not the most helpful places. It's like, you know, we use the analogy of climbing the mountain, right? Like you're going to get yourself killed if you're staring at the summit. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Bam. All right. Well, you know, we're going to sit here. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about some creative things as we usually do. Although it's pretty hard not to talk about creative things in some levels. Wouldn't you say, Brandon? (laughs) Damn near impossible. Damn near impossible. How do you do it? I don't know. Uh, Growth happens in the gaps. Growth happens in the gaps. I'm not going to say too much about this because this was sort of uh, the idea was was Brandon's brainchild on this one in terms of something that he's been thinking about, that you've been thinking about. <laughs> I'll address you directly, not in the third person for everyone else. I am here. <laughs> so I, I'm going to turn it over to you. And, and why don't you, why don't you set the table a little bit on where you're, what you were thinking about uh, in terms of this, Uh, expand on this a little bit to, to, so we can launch ourselves into this discussion. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Something I've noticed is that when you learn something, you gain knowledge, you understand something it doesn't necessarily mean that you can apply it right away. There's like this, there's this gap. There's this like place where you're at and there's this place where you could be and you somehow have to figure out how to close that gap. And that's very hard. And it's going to require some kind of growth and it might require different things in different cases. I mean, sometimes it's going to require practice and just a discipline around learning that skill and learning how to use it and handle it, whatever that might be. In other ways, it might be experiential. Like you just need experience doing it. It's not a tactile or craft type technical thing. It's just, you just need hours in doing it like hands-on and it doesn't even have to be specific. And in other cases, it might mean you need like certain challenges or obstacles to overcome and face. So you can't necessarily develop it unless there's resistance and challenges in the way. And this is painful and difficult and frustrating and all sorts of weird emotions, I think, come up with it. Um, I was thinking about this in terms of just to bring it back to art in acting For example, there's a technique you can use, which is to endow objects and the place and and just all sorts of things with meaning. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you first come across this concept, you're like, what a brilliant idea. How amazing. This is going to be awesome. But when you haven't done it before and you're not practiced at it, it suddenly becomes this extremely overwhelming thing that you don't even know where to begin and you don't even know how to even endow something properly. And then sometimes things are not affecting you the way that you want them to. And you don't know all your triggers yet. And you still have to learn that. And then there's like uh, just the remembering and kind of being at ease with it and not letting people see the fact that you're doing it. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on. And then it gets frustrating at first because you're like, wow, I got this great thing that could like make my acting go to a whole new level. And I don't even know how to use it properly or wield it. And so mm-hmm. you can bring this to any medium. I could, I could have done a parable to writing or directing. It's like that as well. But yeah, so I feel like this is, kind of the territory that we're trying to explore and Mm -hmm. navigate and maybe you know i think evan i think like why are we talking about this i don't know to me it's like coming to a place of peace in the gap where i know Mm -hmm. i'm not where i need to be yet but i understand where i want to be and what i need to do and giving myself some grace in that time and being patient and kind because it might take some time and some effort and some energy. And I just have to accept that, which I find personally, I don't always want to do. And I'm sure others can relate. (laughs) Yeah. To me, what you're talking about a lot is, is, is really the process of learning and, and really learning something, learning about something, learning to do something. And especially when you really care about it, which is really what an artist is and what is someone who just cares deeply, passionately about, this thing that they're doing, this thing that they're creating and learning how to be great at it, learning how to be exceptional at it is, is a lifelong thing in, in many ways, though I would say that mastery is, is something that you could say comes, you know, you can still get to, you can still have that, that happen, but it's still always a, a lifelong learning process because everything you create and everything you do always comes with its own new things. It's, it's always a a step into something that's a little bit unknown to you every single time. And in many ways, the learning that you have to do is, is learning how to just be in that space, learning how to, how to come to grips alongside all of these other things that, that you're talking about that, that you were implying of, you know, tools and techniques, those kinds of things that are helpful, though not necessarily, they don't, the the tools and the techniques themselves never are the actual creativity themselves. They're never actually the art themselves. They're, they're just, they're just tools, right? For, for what you are, are trying to do. And, you know, those tools and, and techniques are, in many ways more teachable than the other thing that that I'm talking about here but no less important um there was a word that you that you brought in into this and you said application and and I think that 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 really stood out to me because it's it's not that you can't apply these things that you're learning right away it's just that like anything that you're learning for the first time, 
the first time you're doing it, there's a clumsiness to it, right? You're, you're a little bit, you're not practiced with it. You're not doing, and, and that particular technique you're talking about in acting, you know, the, the endowing, which is, is, yeah, it brings a grin to my face because it's, <laughs> I remember learning all about that, that thing. And, and it's a very useful, helpful skill. And like many of those things, it, it this is something we've talked about many times before on the podcast in general terms, but that, that technique is, is actually, it's not just about doing it because that's what great actors do. It's not just about that. There's a reason why great actors have stumbled upon doing these things. And it's because at some point an actor discovered or realized that, Hey, wait a second. The, objects that a person owns or has there's meanings to those things right for example someone who like a character that you might be playing who is does not have very much money but let's say they they own an one extremely expensive suit right and so that person is going to treat that suit with a certain kind of care and respect. They're not going to be, be careless about it. They're not just going to toss their jacket in a heap on the floor. They're going to, you know, they're going to come home. They're going to hang it up nicely, put it away, take care of it, those kinds of things. And so it's, there, it's pointing to, there's a, there's a richness in people's lives. That's, an, that's important to, to factor in you know, the, mm. the things in their environment. So anyhow, there's that we could dive into the, the particulars. It's not necessary, I think for this conversation, but that, that first time that you try applying it. And, and this is something that I know I've done. I, I've seen other actors do. It's like, you, you're just learning these new things and you're like, Oh, okay, I've got to really do this. And there is, there's a, there's a kind of clumsiness or sometimes there's, there can also be like an overdoing it where suddenly now it becomes like they've, they're, they're yeah. overselling it. They're overacting it because, because like, oh, I've learned this thing. So now I've really got to go hard at it. And then all of a sudden it becomes like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, it becomes about doing that thing as opposed to all, all the other things that, that you need to be doing as, as well. Right. Where it's like, no, these are, these are just elements. These are just elements, but it's not, it, it doesn't consume, it doesn't consume the whole thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, th this is all to say that, yeah, that, that first time or when you're just learning, there is, there's that, there's a, there's a clumsiness to it before it becomes something that you really understand through doing it. And I think that that's the important aspect of it is the only way that you really start to understand it is by, by doing it, by putting it into action, by putting it into practice is the only way that you actually start to understand, oh, right, okay, I see where the, this has its place, why it has its place, when it's necessary, when it isn't necessary. You only, you only understand that through, through putting it into practice and, and putting it into practice over and over and over and over again until it becomes something that that you be, have, have a, a kind of intimacy with, I guess. And there's, there's a certain amount where it's like things can become a distraction. Whereas you make something, 
I don't know, you just, you make it too important and it's not really important. You know, there's like a lot of things like that. Like acting is such an interesting thing when it comes to just, especially like theater. And it, especially when characters are working with stuff that like they have a real stage, like something about Marlon Brando. I remember reading this was like, he wanted to sleep on stage for a night, I think with streetcar or something like that. Streetcar named desire is it like wanted to get used to the, the place. Like it was his own home. Mm. And there's like a lot of things like that. I noticed with, uh, with your home, like you just, you don't even notice them. They're just normal. They're just, you know, and it's not that they're so meaningful. And I think that's a, a common misconception with a lot of actors. Like I need to make this mean something. And I got this from this uncle and blah, 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 and whatever. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> this is really what it is. It's like, you gotta walk, you gotta kind of walk around your house and like, you know, notice the dirt in the corner that you've never really cleaned up or that box you haven't moved or something. Right. And it's like, and you just don't care. <laughs> it's kind of, that's part of it, you know, mm -hmm. but the, the new actor will mistakenly make everything too important. And if you're in your home, it's almost that nothing is important. And in a way, that's why it's so home. <laughs> that's why it feels like home because everything is just taken for granted and obvious and like there. And you don't, when you look for something in a cupboard, for example, you know exactly where it is. You almost don't even have to look. You're having a conversation. You're not even really looking for where it is. You just grab it because you know exactly where the forks are out of the spoons, knives, and whatever that's in there. You just know exactly which which one to grab. If there's not a second of searching because you know which one it's supposed to be in. And if it isn't, you would be surprised. And then you that would read because you'd be like, wait a minute, what the hell? Like I grabbed a spoon? Like there's supposed to be a fork there. You know what I mean? Like you just know. And so there's like... um. You know, the thing is, is like when, I, when we're talking about an actor who wants to do like a great performance, these innocuous, seemingly unimportant, obvious things are what makes it so great in a way. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's so seamless and unnoticed is why it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. But the moment we start to notice it, the moment we start to be like, it's our tension is drawn to it because the newer actor wants to go like, let me show you my skills. You know, you've seen that before if you've been yeah, in class yeah. and it's like, no, 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 you're fucking it up, man. <laughs> you're fucking it up. Right. Just let it go. Um, but this is the thing I'm talking about is like, you don't always know where you're going wrong with this thing you're learning. Like you're like, no, but I've learned it. I get it. But you don't understand how you're not doing it right in a way like mm -hmm. you're 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 robbing it of some of its glory somehow by maybe you're just you don't understand it quite clearly enough you know yeah. you don't quite understand why it's there and you know i know for me like when i was young with acting i wanted so badly to do a good job and to impress as, as i'm sure many young actors find themselves at some stage but I remember that period of wanting to show that I've worked hard. Mm -hmm. And like, then there's a stage where you realize, man, I, why was I like, I was working against myself. What was I doing? You know? Yeah. And that's, um, but that you got to grow out of that. Like, it's like, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe there's some people out there, they have that kind of divine, like they just know 
they're not they're not like maybe they got enough love as a kid (laughs) (laughs) they're not trying to impress anybody um whereas the rest of us are like searching for love or some shit but like you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it's like uh yeah but there's this gap right there's this gap between this kind of you know it's like that with every art though every art i've ever done it's like you learn these techniques and you don't want anyone to know that you're doing them because the moment they catch on it's done the magic trick is over it's yeah, just or I mean, gone. I think that there's even, even, I think that that can sometimes be a misunderstanding is that actually you think that you want people to notice this stuff. You know, it's like, oh, I want people to notice these things. And it's like, no, you, you don't, you, yeah. you don't really want, right. like you want people to notice it, but you don't, you don't want it to stand out. You know, you don't want it to 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 draw too much attention to itself because then we go like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, there's there's something we, we detect that something weird is going on, and we'll and we'll say that we'll say that was that was weird. What was mm-hmm. what was that that part all about? And and that's very often the case of you know an actor artist making making a meal out of something that isn't was not necessary. It was drawing attention to its own self because it was trying to draw attention to itself. Right, and look, here's the thing. There might be, be moments where you, you really actually want to do that. You really actually want to draw attention to something. But as far as in the world of acting goes, that's usually something that's pretty clear. You know, like that's something that the writers probably built into it and that the directors built into it where it's like, no, 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 this is important that everybody sees this. Everyone needs to see this. So it's not necessarily some behavior that you have to create as an actor on your own doing something that nobody else is aware of and then trying to make sure people notice it so that they can see how brilliant you are and all that kind of stuff. But getting a little into the weeds here, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but what, what I'm at the right I, points. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is I, I think that maybe what you were, were pointing to is that there's maybe a kind of necessity to that kind of trial and error to a certain degree there, what do you mean? Some, what do you mean by that? There, there can maybe be a certain level in which, yeah, you've got to misuse it. Like you've got to, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to go in there and you've totally. got to see how not to use it by putting it into into place to to go like, oh wait, I'm I'm putting way way too much into this. I'm you know it needs right. to just be something that is almost invisible to everybody, and and I don't need to think too much about it. It's just it just becomes a part of it like uh, another thing I'll, uh, and I'll just use acting as the as the sample here but something something like having an accent or having some sort of a physical impediment like a like a limp or or an injury or something like that that you have to perform the entire play or movie with that with that thing you want to have that at, at, at a point where you're not even thinking about it. You don't want to have to think about it because there's so many other things that are more important to, to what your job is as an actor, right? So it's kind of like that. If you have to be thinking about it, if you have to be putting so much attention into what is really just the small this small thing 
that's that's one of those ways in which like there's i think a misunderstanding of yeah of what you're doing but as i was saying there might be i i think that that's that's part of what goes with that initial clumsiness to learning anything new for the first time is is you you go into it kind of gung-ho i guess and you (laughs) you know with with you know excitement and energy and all of this stuff and then and then you start to to actually figure out you, you actually start to figure out what it's really all about but it's it's that's a very as you were saying before that it's an experiential thing like i really think that that's that's where you take it from that place of of theory to practical right theoretical to practical which is an interesting thing that i've I've always thought of those those two things as being a one or the other type of a thing, but now it, it it's seems very obvious that oh yeah, those things are actually they're sides to the same coin, like many many other things. Those opposites are actually they're they're joined to each other. They then they can never be separated from each other. There's that relationship where eventually the theoretical becomes the practical. Mm. Yeah, I'm realizing something. There was many things early on in my acting career specifically that I totally misunderstood why you would do them. Because as I'm thinking about it, there was a certain amount of pressure just to be a good actor and do a good job. And I'm thinking about it and I remember interpreting some things as just, this will help me do a better job. And really that's not how you want to be using it as an actor. Really. You want to be using it because this will help me seem more alive and more real as this character. Like it will help assist me in getting there, whatever that kind of thing is, you know, that, that magical place where you're living the art and that's kind of what what you're kind of after and like when you're living it it's not it 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 comes out so naturally it's almost effortless and that's really what you're after but like in the early stages everything seems like a lot of work because it's you don't i, I don't know like i shouldn't say what other people interpreted as i just know that i misinterpreted a lot of things and and thought of them as like tricks to almost deceive myself into doing a good job. But it was like, it wasn't about that. It would have helped me do a good job, but like, I didn't need to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because like there's, you know, particularly with acting, it's such a highly competitive or seemingly competitive industry that you want to, you know, you want to, be top of the game so you can get the parts and do the things. And like, that's a lot of your attention and focus is like just trying to figure out how to get to that level. But the thing is, is like in a weird way, by trying to get there, you work against yourself because you shouldn't even really be competing at all. That's why I say it's seemingly competitive because it's actually not competitive because you're not competing with anybody else. And, and, uh, you know, one of our teachers pointed out, like, I remember he said, uh, Nathaniel said, 
there aren't better actors. There are only more truthful actors. Mm-hmm. And actually, as a director producer, I would say that's really the most truthful statement ever because a lot of the time when you when you have a bunch of good actors come out for a part, at the end of the day, you're looking at like several headshots and you're talking about what way should we go? It isn't about who's better or who's worse. It's more like what person or what actor brought a flavor to this that's going to and and has the look and there's a bunch of elements that just kind of are going to make this fit right, you know? And, uh, you know, so I think as an actor, and I mean, pair this to any art, really, I think there's a certain part of us where we have to, like, when you become masterful with it, because I think that's a lot about this podcast is about, is when you actually understand what you're doing and why you're doing it beyond your limited initial understanding of like, I get this. I know what this is. I understand how this works. I see how it's applicable and why it would why it would help me. But then you get to that point where it's not about how it's going to help you. It's more about that. It's, it's, it makes sense. It's not like I'm going to do it because it's going to help me. It's like, it makes sense. I get it. So I'm going to do it because it makes sense. Like I had an acting teacher uh, very early on. And she would say when people would come in sometimes and we'd be about to do our scenes and, and someone would say, Oh, this thing happened to me and I'm feeling this way. And I just can't do the scenes, a love scene. And I'm feeling so sad and angry. And she would go use it. Fuck. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful, man. Because someone would come into a love scene inappropriately sad and angry and it would turn that scene, it would give it this, this spice, this salt, this seasoning. It's like, and you never would have thought to do that. So you just used it, used what your emotion was. And so like, that's something I've learned to do with writing in particular, where it's like, I got to write this scene and I'm not feeling it. And it's like, well, what are you feeling? Use that and let's just see what happens. And you find, I mean, I find often that it leads to gems. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this part of that, that, um, that direction she would give was, look, you got to perform or you're not going to perform. So if you're going to perform, you might as well use it because it's the truth. And Mm -hmm. so there's a certain amount of like, there's just practicality. Like if I don't, I can't change this. It is what it is. I don't, you know, whatever it's going on. So just to get the work done and to do the job, I have to use it. But then there's this whole other element where you, you know, later on where you go, man, I hope I'm having an emotional day because <laughs> it would give me some fuel to use today in this work I'm about to do. And maybe you look at that emotion that comes out of left field as a gift because it's something you wouldn't have consciously thought of doing, whether it be for your writing or your acting or whatever medium you're using, maybe a song you're writing. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. But then you understand this. It's not just, I'm not just using it to serve me. I'm using it because it makes sense to use it. Like Mm -hmm. it makes sense to do it. And so it doesn't become about like, will it help me or make me better? It's just, you know, Man, I could go on and on because like Meisner <laughs> and the acting you teach is so much like that too. It's just like you get thrown something from your scene partner and you got to use it. And you know, and it's like, 
you don't even know what it's going to be, but then you just eventually learn to, and maybe this isn't the right word, but I'll use it like submit to the moment and let that be enough and understand why letting that be enough is so important, you know, but that takes trust and, and it takes a certain amount of like ease, which is hard to have in the initial beginning of anything. Yeah. It does take time and, and practice to, to, to develop that level of, of trust in, in something like that. And, and yeah, that takes time like anything to really learn. It takes, it takes some, some time to do it. And what's really interesting that I, I didn't really think about when we went into this conversation is, as you were saying, how much of this conversation has a lot to do with what we might call mastery, right? Like on, on that path to mastery, essentially, and that gap between being the, the beginner or the amateur or, you know, even, even someone who's a veteran who's <laughs> on, on their way to, to some, some level of mastery and that process, right? That process to getting there. And so much of that is, is one of the, the great challenges of any artist and again, it's such a tough thing, you know, and as a teacher, it's, it's a challenging thing to do, but it's an incredible thing to do and to engage with is because there, that whole process, there's something that's a little bit unspeakable about the whole thing, right? Which is why... I think a lot of art schools, whatever art form that is, they can get so bogged down in just teaching you lots of tools and techniques, which is, which is fantastic stuff. But sometimes I think that they don't spend enough time with, with that, that part that's a little bit, you know, that you can't quite quite grasp that you can't quite touch that you can't just put into a into a into a step-by-step instruction it's it's in yes we're giving you all of these things but there's this whole component of you that's that is coming through like you talked about the medium and yes there are these mediums that artists work in but the artists themselves are mediums you know you are artists are these mediums to creativity and all of that stuff that's going on you know it's like use it right it's like yeah use it because you know the everything that you're doing is is coming through that right now right because that's what's alive and that's what's present in you right now and you can either acknowledge that and work with it or you can waste energy trying to fight it and yeah and and those are are things that you know that's part of that learning right where it's it's uh in many ways that's uh, like a wisdom from an actor who's who's learned through experience to do that as opposed to like don't don't fight it you can spend you're going to waste too much time 
trying to just pretend that you're not feeling the way that you're feeling right now, trying to force yourself to feel some way that you just, you're, you're not open to being right now. So experience has shown, just use the thing that you've got. Mm. Right. And as you said, it could end up bringing something, a quality so interesting and unique and all of this stuff. And, and, <laughs> and people will watch it and they'll say, Whoa, holy shit. How did, how did she do that? How did she like, the, like, and they'll try and understand it and break it down in a way that then they can, can put it into a practical thing. And when really it's just like, how did you do that? And she's like, Oh, I just had a really fucking shitty day. And I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just used the thing that was, that was going for me then because that I, I couldn't. Yeah. And, and well, and sorry, I just want to piggyback on what you're saying, but sometimes it's like I went through a massive breakup or I just lost my job or something devastating happened and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I started writing a song and, or like um, there's that one musician and her agent wanted her to write a love song and she didn't want to write a love song. So she go, she wrote like, you want me to write you a love song? And, and it sounds like a love song about someone who like is in a relationship and their partner wants them to write a love song or something, but really it's her letting out her angst about, I don't want to be a musician that has to write a love song and it turned out to be this massive hit, but it's like so much like, like it's just that the, the combination and timing of events as well. And I think as artists that that's why artistry is such an interesting medium because those who study it, realize that great art sometimes just comes out of openness and not mm -hmm. out of any specific thing. It's like, uh, you just had the right pressures and you were open enough to work with them or against them or fight them or use your angst or whatever, truthfully. And it did something really cool. And everyone's like, how do you do it? And then they try to like, people write books about it and they try to like say like, this is the technique they used. And it's like, yeah, but that wasn't how they got there. Yeah. That's not how that happened. Yeah. And that's, it, it, that's, I think one of those confusions that happened. It's like, yes, it gives you, it, it puts it in a way that's, that's, that feels tangible, even though where it came from was something more intangible. That was something more moving and flexible and spontaneous, which is, you know, I, I, part of why one of the th struggles that I had and, and one of the things that I try and deal with as an actor and as, as a teacher, which is that it's like, look, the, these things that, that teachers and academics and scholars break down, you know, and say, Oh, well, it's, they just did this. Right. And it's, I, I really hate that kind of a thing. Like, I don't, it's not that I'm saying that there isn't a, a usefulness to that kind of study, but I find that it also creates a lot of misconceptions about how that thing actually happened, how that actor, how that musician, how that person actually did it, because it actually came out of a completely different place from that. And you're trying to just give it in a way that that gives you a result right that isn't so much 
that that doesn't really address in a meaningful way the process that was behind it, right? Which can be these very spontaneous things as, yeah, you th that person had a shitty day and they just went with it. Because here's the thing is it might really work. It might also not. It might also at not. all. Yes. Right. And, but the thing is, is that the whole thing wasn't going to really work anyway. And at least you came in and there was something real going on with you. But often what, what happens if you just allow yourself to have the, the thing that you're, that you have going on be present is that then you actually give it the opportunity to work through you. You actually give it the opportunity to just like, okay, that's out of the way now. I'm not resisting it anymore. And because I'm not resisting it, you know, like I'm not damming the, the thing up. The waters are now moving out and through. And now that the waters are moved through, now I'm back to where, you know, I'm, I can meet what I, I need to meet as, you know, with, with my, my skills and my, my talents and all, all of that stuff. It's like, okay, now I can actually, you know, bring the, the, um, I have the emotional availability or whatever it is to meet what this character, this story actually needs. Right. Mm. So, but that's still, it's, it's one of those things where I think that there are often situations that come up that there isn't a, a perfect solution to what's happening right like it's and and it's really having you know one of those wisdoms as to when you're in that situation what's what's your best like what is your best thing when you're kind of between a rock and a hard place and you know in, in this particular example it's just use the emotion that you've got because right. the one that you planned on coming in with that ain't happening. <laughs> that, yeah, at, least not, at least not yet. Not until you get it flowing and moving. Hey, everybody. This is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. And like, you know, that's that's part of like... The other thing too is emotion can enlighten you on things. And I think in culture today we have such a fascination or that's a fascination is not the right word, but a, uh, even that it's like a, we want happiness all the time and we want to be content and we want to feel like we want to feel like all our time is like valuable and fun and enjoyable and not painful and not uncomfortable. And there's a lot of attention that's put towards that. So when people have emotions come up like sadness and anger and things along those lines, the first thing they try to do is like, how do I get rid of this? What do I need to do to resolve this problem? Whereas, you know, a, a, I'd say a wiser person would say, oh, I seem to be feeling this way. 
what might be going on? What what might I be able to learn from this? What what might I be able to do with this? You know, um, disgust is such a wonderful emotion that we hate. <laughs> you know what? Disgust is like a horrible one to feel. It sucks. And when you feel deep, deep, deep disgust, it's like, oh God, it's the worst thing in the world. But you know what disgust does? It gets you off your ass and it gets you doing stuff and it will make you change the world. So if you constantly just numb disgust and you run away from disgust and you never do anything with it, good luck changing the world. Good luck changing your life. Good luck doing anything. Disgust is one of the most greatest gifts of emotion that you could ever have because disgust will get you in. Like when you look at people and you go, how did they do it? You know, there's, there's times where you could be, um, where, where you're pushing yourself so hard and people are like, how are you pushing yourself so hard? Cause I'm disgusted with the lazy ass piece of shit that doesn't fucking show up for himself. And I don't want to be that guy. I'm so sick of them that that's why I will run until I want to fall over. That's why I work until I can't, until I pass out on my desk because I'm disgusted with being that loser. You know what I mean? And like, that's a, a bit of a, um, like a provocative way to put it, but, but emotion can get you to be your greatest self. And sometimes it's not going to be, and I think actually oftentimes it's not going to be in these really lovely, comfortable emotions that we want to feel. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, short-term pain, long-term gain and short-term gain, long-term pain. So when you're in those moments where you're like, Oh, I just want to feel good. Maybe ask yourself, do I want to feel a little good right now? And a lot bad later, or do I want to feel a little bad now and a lot good later? And if you can, if you can push yourself to the ladder, man, you can do great things in life, right? But it's going to take this ugly feeling you got to feel right now. And you can't numb yourself and run away from it. And the same goes for doing art. Like, man, like when I was writing Love Lost, um, I was bawling my eyes out. It was so hard. I was like ripping my heart out trying to write this movie. And I just knew that if I could just hang in the pocket of the emotion, that something great would come out of it. I just, I just knew it and something really did. And I'm really proud of it. I mean, it's a really important piece of work that I've done in my life, but like it, if, if someone was to say like, Oh, that must've been so cool. I must've been so fun. It wasn't always, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it, I had to relive some shit that was really, really difficult to relive, but it was for the sake of the, of this piece of art I was trying to create. And, um, yeah, you know, people can say that all day. They can say, well, it's just art. You're just using your imagination. And I'm like, yeah, but it feels real. And that's all that counts a lot of the time. Like it, feeling is probably more real than reality for us most of the time. Think about that statement. Honestly, just like sit with this one. Feeling is more real to us than actual reality. You could be in a perfectly fine reality and everything is actually okay, but you're feeling like hell. That is more real to you. You are in hell based on how you feel more Mm -hmm. than you're actually in hell. And, and, um, I think what's amazing about artists, especially highly prolific ones who really go there is that they do that for us. They go to hell for us and then they show us. And we 
give them awards for it because we're like, thank you. Cause you did that for me in a way, right? For us. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but what's interesting to me about that whole thing that you're describing is that that's actually what the artist wants. Yeah. I know that's the weird, like, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. It's we, we want it because actually it's, there's underneath all of that is a deep, deep, deep joy is a deep joy of, of, there's a fullness with which you're experiencing life and you're experiencing your own humanity. That's a little bit beyond you, which is why I think, and I'm not, a, I used to be hesitant to say this and I'm not so much anymore, but I think, you know, real artists are actually involved in something that is mystical to a certain extent. And maybe some people really hate that substitute, whatever word you want. But for me, it, it really is because why would you, why would somebody choose to be an artist? Why would you choose to do something like this? It's because there's, there's a, a quality of experience to be found there, to be had there that you've probably experienced doing it. That is the reason why you're still doing it because you became alive in this whole thing. Something experience out in, in a way that's both outside yourself, but but, but also more in yourself than you've ever been, than you ever are, is occurring simultaneously. And that thing is what you live for. And so those, you know, that whole sort of short-term pain, you know, I find that that short-term pain thing is like, I don't even like looking at it that way where it's like, it, do, it doesn't necessarily mean that what, that there isn't a, a short-term pain of sorts, but it's, for me what I'm, I'm even sort of just understanding in this moment is that that thing that's in pain is actually, is actually just some bullshit <laughs> really. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not real to, yeah. to a large extent. Like it's, it, it's, I don't know how, how to quite describe it, but there's something about that short term quote unquote pain that is, is really not that big a deal is really not actually particularly painful. It's usually some caught up idea, expectation, some sort of story that I'm telling myself that, that makes that the painful, that makes it the painful thing really. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, I, I think you're I, I think you're onto something about that because what pain pain tolerance and like recognizing like what you can handle and what what you think you're feeling and what you're actually feeling and the idea of what it might feel like is such an important factor to consider because sometimes people don't do work that is important to them because they're like, oh, but it'll feel like this. And it won't, but they get in their head about it and they think about how it would feel. Yeah. And I know I do that. That's, that's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, but it's like, no, nah, man, like you gotta, you, you gotta like push past the mental block about it. And like some things are so not painful that it's almost laughable when you think, why did I even avoid this for the mm -hmm. time that I avoided it? You know what I mean? Like, 
And I'm sure we can all relate to that. And then, you know, I'll bring one other thing just before I pass it off, but like working out is so hard in the beginning. Like it's just uncomfortable. Like maybe you go through these periods where you're motivated. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get, but like, if you're not motivated, getting yourself to like do it is difficult. And then the first few weeks of doing it, at least the first few days, usually in pain and you got to get past that pain. And then you get, if you get into it, you start to not feel any pain and you want to feel the pain because you actually like, like the pain. And, it, and it's kind of like, cause you know, that it's like, you know, it's like a weird comforting kind of thing. Like, you know, you accomplish something and uh, yeah, there's, yeah. A, well, it's, it's yeah. And, and which, which yeah, brings it back around to something else I want to get a bit more into, which is, what I was saying about that joy thing. There's this joy that's actually underneath all of that stuff. Like as an actor, I have done scenes where I'm in an extremely painful emotion. You know, I've put myself into an extremely painful emotion, thought, circumstance. I, I've, I've brought myself to a point where I'm actually feeling and living this out as if it were a real thing. And all the while, there's this part of me underneath it all that's just having the most amazing fucking time. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain that. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. And it's just like, and then the scene's done. It's just like, whoa. And you just want to do, you do more of it. Like you're Yeah. Like, you're, you're just like, wow, that was amazing. That was a great experience. Yeah. When can we, when, when can I do that again? When do I get to go yeah. and do that again? And that's, uh. Yeah, that's that's one of those incredible that's one of those incredible things. I don't know how we got here. Are we off topic or are we are we I mean usually this is all related in 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 some way how we got well, here. Well, I don't in terms I don't of, know. I don't think we're off topic. I mean, I think like I think what's interesting is is as we ventured into this part of the conversation. You know, earlier I was saying like, "Oh yeah, like they they went there for us, you know, and they they made this great sacrifice." But like the same time like they loved it right yeah. but it's just it's like so like don't don't pat yourself too hard on the back <laughs> i mean like but at the same time like that's the beauty of it right like you get to it, i think that's why i love film so much and just like theater and all uh, all of the mediums and in, in writing and directing and acting because you get to bring your imagination to life which is like i think all i ever wanted to do as a kid so to me even when I'm going through the most tumultuous experience, writing or acting or whatever's happening, I still kind of always love it because I'm bringing my imagination to life. And then there's a certain part of that, which is like, that's all that really matters anyway. And this feeling I'm having kind of just serves the imagination coming to life. Right. So it's, uh, you know, there is a, a bit of, um, you know, but I think the thing is, is like, you, you asked a question earlier about like, why would you get into the arts or why would you be an artist? And like, I think early on, it comes from a lot of like, that would be fun. That would be cool. I like doing it. You know, maybe I can get these rewards in life from doing it. You know, it's whatever. Um, but when you start to get into it and you get invested and you realize like what it takes and what what's going to be asked of you, that's like another transition as an artist. And and some people drop off and some people carry on. And those who carry on 
I think they're interested in this type of conversation, right? Like at least around the arts. But one thing I want to get into, Evan, if you don't mind, is just before we wrap this baby up, is like how this relates to like life. Because we've talked a lot about how it relates to the art medium, but I actually think this is a this is a, a conversation that actually expands far beyond art because I think there's like an art to life. And like I've noticed for myself, I can learn something new just in life and some scale or something I want to build. And then I recognize that I'm like, but I don't really have the, I don't know, the experience and the practice of doing it yet. And so I know what I need to do, but yet I don't quite have the capability of it yet. And that emotional like growth period, I find to be quite challenging. You know, it's like, because this is the part of growth, which is kind of painful. And what I've been realizing is like, I need to be so like kind and like compassionate and understanding and patient with myself in that gap period. Because it's just like, I, I find it very hard sometimes to accept that I have a limitation where I'm not there yet. But I feel like it's a very important part of the growth process where you need to acknowledge sometimes that you're like, I know what I want to do. And I also know that I'm not able to do it yet. And I am beginning to see what it would take so that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And that period of like, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get there. I don't know how much of a grind or how much push this is going to be. But in that period, it's like a, there needs to be a certain amount of grace because the growing into it is already hard enough. If we're hard on ourselves, when we do it, we might just give up along the way. And I feel like that's a period of time where you really have to, you know, it's growing pains, right? And, and I, I feel like that's an important thing for, for people to hear in this conversation. It's important thing for us to discuss is like, you know, when you're in the gap, you know, What's it like? How do you deal with it? What's the approach? My best answer at this moment is just, I would say to be kind to yourself and to be patient with yourself and to give yourself some grace and accept that, that that's, that it's part of the process, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's also not always about progress. Sometimes we, when you're in the growth stage, you're like, I need to be getting forward. I need to get getting somewhere, moving something, gaining something, improving somehow. And sometimes it's not even about that. It's just about how you're processing the growth as you're growing. This is, is an important element to consider because it's not always, and that's a little less obvious, right? But I look at myself, I'll say one last thing, because I, I feel like this needs to be capped. I am so much better with my relationship with myself now than I ever was when I was younger. And I have to look at that as a huge win because the fact that I'm relating to myself in a much kinder, healthier way is growth. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily getting closer to this goal that I'm trying to achieve here, but in a way I am. It's just not in the way I thought I would be getting closer because I'm going to be, when I get there, I'm going to be a much kinder person to myself than I otherwise would have been. So there's wins that are happening, but they're not always so obvious and not always so direct. Mm. 
Yeah, I think uh, a word that popped into my mind that I think is associated with some of the ones that you said there is, you know, like being kind to yourself and that is, is humility, you know, like humility in that, in that, in the gaps, humility in, in the process makes you, I guess, fertile soil (laughs) for the growth to happen. Right. And, and yeah, in many ways that's, that's, part of what that process is about is like, how can you, what are the best conditions that you can create for yourself for, for that growth to occur in, in that gap? And what is that process look like for you? And, and yeah. And, and I, I like what you said about less focus on necessarily the progress because yeah, I think we did a podcast a long time ago. It might not have even been when we were Way of the Artist. It might have been when we were B&E. I think we did a, a, a podcast called like Process Over Progress. Yeah, we did. Or something like that. Because when you focus on the process, the progress will happen, right? And in fact arguably you will make even more progress by focusing on process because progress becomes then becomes a byproduct of what you're doing and when you focus on process you are putting your attention on the things that actually matter right you're putting your attention on the things that you can actually do the things you can actually work on the things that actually make a difference and you're also at the same time not not putting yourself in a position where you're constantly looking at how far you have to go right you're totally. not that's you're such not, an important part yeah it's a, it's huge because otherwise it it can become so such you know you see that happen um, and I, I've definitely been there on many, many occasions because when you're focused on the progress and which is essentially you're focused on where you're not. Right. And, and that's constantly the thing that you're, you're playing with that more and more in your mind of like, oh, I'm not here. I'm not here. Yet. I'm not here. And then the frustration just builds up and builds up and then it becomes harder to focus on the process, harder to focus on just the, the thing that's right in front of you that you're, that you're trying to work on and do. But it's, it, it's just, it's not the most helpful place. It's, it's like, you know, we use the analogy of climbing the mountain, right? Like you're going to get yourself killed if you're staring at the summit the whole way up. You're going to fall <laughs> down a ravine. You're going to like, you're, you're like, you're going to, you're going to get hurt or kill yourself that way. And you're going right? to miss all the beauty. And you're going to miss all the beauty. You're going to miss all the stuff that happens along the way. Like you're, you're not going to have any, any, yeah. Like you're, you're not taking in all of the things that are happening along the way. So again, it's, it's uh, a perfect metaphor for, for process because it's like, it's essentially it's the only way 
it's the only way that you can do it. It's the only way you can reach the summit is by actually focusing on processes, by focusing on the next step, the next two steps that you have to make right in front of you, right? Because those are the only ones that matter. Those are the only ones that are taking you closer. And if you just keep focused on that and, you know, you might even have some moments where you, and, and I think these are always the best ones when is when you just sort of notice progress, right? Like you just sort of, it almost like it, it sneaks up on you and you're kind of going, Oh, holy shit. Look at all of these things that have come together. Look at, look at all of this stuff. Holy shit. Like I'm, we're not there yet, but man, we've come a long way. We've come a really long way. I've come a really long way or whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, back to it. And then you just focus on, on the process again. And, and, and that's how you really do, I think, exceptional things. That's how, how that mastery element starts to come in to play is through that focus on process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Can I, I mean, say this... process anymore in, the, in my <laughs> process, 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 everybody. Yeah. So, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we opened up some pretty good stuff here and I think, uh, you know, I think if, if, um, we can, we can have some closing thoughts at this point. So maybe we'll just wrap this baby up because yeah. I mean, hopefully people can kind of like, like hear this and go, okay, like, um, maybe, maybe they'll give themselves a little bit of, uh, you know, like, like see the natural part of this. Right. Cause I think like what we're talking about is it's helpful to understand and have perspective on. It's not necessarily like, this isn't about solutions and like, this is how you do it. But if you understand more like what's, um, you know, just like, yeah, this is a part of the process, 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 process. <laughs> this is a part of it. You go, oh, I'm in the process of closing the gap and growing between these two points. And then, you know, and then now you understand that you, you start to go like, have a more honest gauge of where you are, you know? Um, it, I, I actually heard that so like people who struggle from narcissism, not necessarily people that have NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, but, but part of narcissism and why it's actually so difficult for people who have it is that narcissism is, is essentially for the most part, a defense mechanism to deal with your world. And people who struggle with narcissism tend to want to already be where they want to be. And they have a difficult time with humility and humility and narcissism are in many ways like polar opposites because narcissists have a lot of difficulty with, or people who are narcissistic have difficulty with their humility, but you can actually mitigate your narcissism by finding humility. And part of humility is not needing to be where you are already because the narcissistic part of us wants to get the rewards before we've actually worked to get there. You'll notice this is a very common thing about narcissism is that we, when we, because everybody has a little bit of narcissism 
But it's like, wouldn't it be nice to just have what I want now and just to be there already? And so this whole fake it till you make it, like I'm going to pretend to be the thing before I actually am. And maybe people will believe it enough and maybe I can get away with it. But the problem is that it actually always catches up with you. And so eventually you, because you didn't actually go through the process, it just, you find yourself where you wanted to be, but without being ready to be there and you blow it. Right. And the narcissist will often blow the opportunity or our narcissism will cause us to not be able to perform in the moments where we need to be able to perform. And so like part of this talk, which I find kind of interesting is like, maybe look at the gap as a way for you to really be where you want to be and really be who you want to be. Not by a lie, not by pretend, not by faking it, but by actually being there. And and you have to go through that hardship of growth, you know, but know that if you're in that growth gap, that you're actually doing the shit. And I think that's exciting. You know, that's a really wonderful thing, you know? Um, so, I mean, I'm, that's not my wrap up, but I, like something that kind of came to me as we were working through this conversation is like, mm. I know there's lots of actors and they think they're great. And they're, they're just, they're not. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. They're just not. And they don't know why they're not good. And they don't know why they're not booking the parts. They don't know why everyone doesn't love them. And I, I would argue that that's the narcissism problem where you already want to be the great actor without going through the growth gap of getting yourself there. So like have the humility to be like, okay, I'm clearly not, you know, delivering the way that I want to be delivering. And, you know, but if you really grow, you will, you will get there. You know what I mean? And that's kind of exciting, but it means that you have to go through the acknowledgement of, I can't fake it. I can't pretend to have earned these skills and gotten this experience when I don't really have it yet. Um, anyway, yeah, dude, what are you drinking for some bevy here? Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm the only, uh, the, the only one having a beer. So I'm just having a small glass of one that I'm sure has been on our podcast at some point. This is the electric unicorn white IPA from Phillips brewing. It's great. Nice. It's great. What nothing nothing more to be said about that about it than that. So nice. No beer for me today. Just wasn't in the cards for this one, just because of scheduling and whatnot. But uh yeah, man. Well, look, I'll give my wrap up because I kind of already did, and then I'll leave it with you. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I, I think I do think like I do think that there is a there's a game we play with ourselves where we want the rewards as easy as possible. We want to get what we want without all the toils and the pain that kind of have to come with getting it. And I think that there is a certain intelligence to that. I think that that is not a bad thing about each of us, that we that we are always trying to figure out the easiest, most effective, most pain-free way to get something done, accomplish something, get somewhere or whatever. The fastest smartest way right so i think that's good i don't think that you should ever beat yourself up for having that inclination or that desire but i do think sometimes it's in your benefit to be like what if i slow this down a little bit what if i 
what if I let this kind of gestate and breathe and just be a little bit, which I think will help you get in touch with your process. And I think sometimes is absolutely necessary. And I think it's the smartest thing to do sometimes. I think often you should try to accomplish anything you do the smartest way possible with as least work and pain as, as possible. I, I think for the most part, that's a great approach. But I think with some things, you actually want to do the opposite and you want to avoid that inclination. But you're going to need to know which one and when to do that. And uh, if you want to be great, if you want to be masterful, I do believe that patience and process are going to be greater friends of yours. If you just want quick and easy, then skip the process and just try to get the result. But just know that it probably won't last as long and it won't be as rewarding and beneficial when you theoretically arrive wherever it is you're trying to get. It's in these, it's in these moments when you're climbing Mount Everest or you're climbing this mountain and you're looking at the peak it's actually while you're climbing that you're building most of what's important for the peak. So, you know, you can kind of skip ahead and jump to the peak, right? And you could do that, but but the peak will never be as great for you if you don't do the hike to get there, the climb to get there. So sometimes I think it's, you know, this conversation for me is just, if you're in the middle of climbing and you're in the middle of hiking, um, Try to embrace the beauty of that, you know, in the, in the process, the journey of getting there is, is just as important as getting there. And if you can make that meaningful and important and value it, you, you may just find that wherever you're going will be much, much better and much more fulfilling and much longer lasting. And a lot of great benefits will come out of it. So don't, don't skip this part this gap. Don't try and skip the gap. Try and, you don't have to take forever, but just walk every step of it and do every step like it's an important step. That would be my my guidance. If I was speaking to my future self, listening back to this, I would say, Brandon, walk every single step of this journey as though it's an important step in the journey. I second all of that. You know, this image came to my mind in this conversation of growth happening and the gaps. This image came to mind and I'm going to, I'm going to go forward with it. I was not <laughs> sure if I was going to do it because like, this, this sounds almost like really hokey or overly romantic or something, but screw it. I'm going to go for it. This image of, of sort of like connecting between stars in the sky these gaps and most of our life is spent in these gaps and once we reach one thing we just go there there there's just an, an another one we go from star to star to star to star to star and we don't necessarily know where they're all connecting but by the end of our life there's this constellation that's mm. left. We don't necessarily know the constellation that we are creating, but we go from star to star to star from, from these bright points to bright points to bright points. And remember that most of those, those point like between those points are these long 
are these long gaps, right? But those gaps are just as important as the stars themselves, right? And we wouldn't, the stars wouldn't exist. We wouldn't have any reference that they were even there if they were all just smashed together. It would just be yeah. this bright, <laughs> bright light everywhere. You wouldn't, you would, they, they, you wouldn't know that they were even there. So those gaps are are just as important. They're they're what creates the they're what give these constellations and and this constellation of your life. Ugh, it seems even <laughs> just gross even saying it. There's something I hate and love about it at the same time, Brandon, which is why I was hesitant about it. <laughs> I love it and hate it at the same heaven. time. <laughs> <laughs> but let's do it as if I love it yeah. completely. Uh, where yeah, there's this that that constellation of your life emerges through through those through those gaps and those points and they go and they all go together and as you were saying just by focusing on that that next step focusing on that process over the progress and and doing it with as you said kindness towards yourself with humility in that whole thing of being someone who's learning and being someone who's always learning being somebody who's always limited in knowledge, being someone who's always ignorant on in in some level, and and that's okay. That's no. I'm not saying that as as a criticism. I'm saying that as I'm saying that as as just a part of our humanity, as a part of what makes us human, and it's it's okay to be those things when we when we fully accept ourselves for those things and through that we give ourselves the best opportunity to learn and to grow in those gaps as we move along from star to star (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening in on our conversation today We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.